Hi there, welcome back. This was just posted uh, uh, 36 minutes ago. Trump gets outmaneuvered by Jack Smith's latest moves. ...from the Midas Touch Network as special counsel Jack Smith gears up to make a charging decision in connection with Donald Trump's theft of thousands of government records which he concealed and obstructed at Mar-a-Lago and probably at his other properties. We are learning that special counsel Jack Smith has focused a lot of his criminal investigation on the security footage at Mar-a-Lago and whether Donald Trump and his aides attempted to obstruct the Department of Justice in getting this surveillance footage because this surveillance footage would show other obstructive conduct by Donald Trump and others to try to hide and conceal the classified records that they kept at Mar-a-Lago and perhaps at Donald Trump's other properties. So we're starting to learn about the names of other individuals relating to these surveillance footage issues. And we've talked about here on the Midas Touch Network how MAGA stands for Make Attorneys Get Attorneys. And how all of the lawyers in Donald Trump's orbit need lawyers, but I've got another one for you that, let's just say the term mega, make everybody get attorneys around Donald Trump. And so all of Donald Trump aides now have to lawyer up because they may be criminal accomplices in connection with Donald Trump's uh, broader criminal conspiracy here. So we previously talked about the name Walt Nauta, right? Walt Nauta was referred to as one of Trump's body men at the White House, like a personal aide, someone who would fetch Donald Trump's uh, cokes for him when he would ask for them. And um, Walt Nauta then worked at Mar-a-Lago with Donald Trump. And what we've reported here about Walt Nauta was that in the days leading up to the Department of Justice, showing up at Mar-a-Lago, which they eventually did on June 3rd, first voluntarily, I suppose, in response to a subpoena that they issued, where Donald Trump was compelled to respond, but then Donald Trump's lawyer, Evan Corcoran, invited the Department of Justice to show up on June 3rd, where Evan Corcoran said, here are all the documents that we have in response to the May 2022 subpoena that you've issued. We have only identified 38 classified records after a diligent search, and these are all the classified records that remain at Mar-a-Lago. And Evan Corcoran, Donald Trump's lawyer, had one of Donald Trump's other lawyer, Christina Bob, sign an attestation under penalty of perjury, stating that these were all of the records that existed at Mar-a-Lago, which we know to be completely false because when the Department of Justice executed a search warrant at Mar-a-Lago a month later, on or around August 8th of 2022, they found over a hundred additional classified records and thousands of other government records and like a hundred or so folders with classified markings that were empty and that had their contents missing um, and still may be missing uh, to this day. Um, so Walt Nauta, though, moved, we know this, from surveillance footage that the Department of Justice was able to obtain, that Walt Nauta was moving boxes at Mar-a-Lago 
the day before the Department of Justice arrived in Mar-a-Lago. So on June 2nd, there's surveillance footage of Walt Nauta moving boxes around and putting boxes in the storage facility, because then on June 3rd, Trump's lawyer Evan Corcoran told the top counterintelligence official at the Department of Justice, here you see, here are all the documents, you can't open them up, but here you go, we're reporting everything to you, and again, all of that turned out to be completely false, and there were more classified records that were still being concealed. We've also reported here on the Midas Touch Network that somebody helped Walt Nauta move those boxes that had classified information in it the day before the DOJ shows up on June 3rd of 2022. And that individual, we didn't know their name before, but it was someone identified as a maintenance worker at Mar-a-Lago. Well, we now know the name based on a new report by the New York Times. And the report is called Prosecutors Scrutinize Handling of security footage by Trump aides in document case. Investigators are trying to determine if there was any attempt to obstruct them from getting access to footage from a security camera near the room where classified material was stored. And so this maintenance worker is actually being identified now as the head of maintenance. And it's somebody by the name of Carlos Diel Oliveria. Um, so Carlos de Oliveria, head of maintenance, claims that he just gratuitously helped Walt Nauta move these boxes, saw Walt Nauta with heavy boxes that he was moving into the storage facility, didn't ask what was in them, said, can I help you? And then they moved uh, those boxes together. Both Walt Nauta and Carlos de Oliveria have met with special counsel Jack Smith's team and have gone before the grand jury. There's also another name, though, relating to these uh, surveillance tapes that I want to discuss. It's an individual by the name of Yusil Tavares, and Yusil Tavares is an IT worker, works at Mar-a-Lago, and is responsible, among other things, for the surveillance footage in Mar-a-Lago. So one of the things that we also reported here at the Midas Touch Network, and this is how we're going to connect all of these things that we've been reporting here, was that sometime in the weeks after the Department of Justice show up at Mar-a-Lago on June 3rd, so kind of in that July period, but before the search warrant is ultimately executed at Mar-a-Lago, you have a situation where Carlos de Oliveria, remember again, the head of maintenance at Mar-a-Lago, reaches out to Yusil Tavares and starts asking a lot of questions about the surveillance cameras and do the surveillance cameras work and where are the surveillance cameras uh, positioned and how long is the information stored and why was Carlos de Oliveria asking those questions? Well, de Oliveria claims it was just, it was innocent and he just had these questions, he was curious about them, but around this time frame, we know that the Department of Justice issued another uh, subpoena to Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago for all of the surveillance footage. So clearly, Carlos de Oliveria remembered that he had moved these boxes into the storage facility. He knew the Department of Justice showed up on June 3rd of 2022. He now knew that the DOJ was subpoenaing the surveillance footage so that obviously caused him a great deal of concern. 
So he had these conversations with Yusil Tavares. Yusil Tavares went before the grand jury in Washington, D.C., before special counsel Jack Smith, and was asked a number of questions about that conversation and his communications and how the surveillance footage was kept and maintained. Because even though Donald Trump and the team at Mar-a-Lago turned over some surveillance footage, and from that the Department of Justice was able to find Walt Nauta moving these boxes, Special Counsel Jack Smith and his team believe that they were only given snippets. There's something that feels off about the surveillance footage that they got. There seems to be gaps in the surveillance footage that was turned over from Mar-a-Lago, uh, from the subpoena that was issued to the Department of Justice, and now that's being reviewed by Special Counsel Jack Smith's team. So there have been a lot of questions to Yusil Tavares, to Walt Nauta, to Carlos de Oliveira, to these individuals who are kind of aides, lower-level aides for Donald Trump, regarding the surveillance footage and what may have been done to obstruct the DOJ from getting the full surveillance footage. Let's also not forget what happened about three weeks ago. Remember who testified before the grand jury also? from the Trump Organization, the head of security there, and the COO. The head of security, Matthew Calamari Jr., his dad is the COO of the Trump Organization, Matthew Calamari Sr. They both testified before the grand jury in Washington, D.C., regarding surveillance footage and potential gaps in these surveillance footage. It should also be noted, because they maintain that for the overall Trump Organization, should also be noted that at least Calamari Sr. could be in some hot water as well, putting it mildly, because he seems to have had some of the same non-taxable, well, he should have been paying taxes on him, but these uh, benefits that Donald Trump was giving to him, the same way Weisselberg ultimately um, pled guilty for engaging in a similar scheme. There's been some reporting, uh, of course, that Calamari was also involved in that. So Calamari may also be in jeopardy for that as well, but Calamari Sr. and Calamari Jr. spoke to the grand jury regarding the handling of uh, surveillance footage as well. In addition, Special Counsel Jack Smith has sent subpoenas to the software company, which manages all of the surveillance footage at Mar-a-Lago because one of the ways you can find out if there are gaps and things that are deleted, ask the software company if this is the normal format within which uh, the recordings are ultimately completed and if there seems to be any uh, idiosyncrasies within the tape and kind of problems in the tape that would not otherwise uh, exist if the system is used in its normal course. So Special Counsel Jack Smith, to recap, has interviewed before the grand jury Yusil Tavares, Walt Nauta, Carlos de Oliveira, Matthew Calamari Sr., Matthew Calamari Jr., and the software company with a focus on the security cameras, manipulation of the footage, because ultimately, will it demonstrate Donald Trump holding classified records, more movements to hide these classified records, uh, other 
incidents of classified records being shipped to Mar-a-Lago or shipped out of Mar-a-Lago, and um, seems like Special Counsel Jack Smith has a good grip on all of that. But again, security footage going to be a major part, and if there was any issues to tamper with it, delete it, destroy it, that would form a basis of an independent crime of obstruction of justice with a potential for a 20-year prison sentence for Donald Trump if he uh, directed that conduct take place. We will keep you updated as we learn more here on the Midas Touch Network. Hit subscribe. We're on our way to 1.5 million subscribers thanks to your incredible support. Check us out at patreon.com slash Midas Touch. Wherever you get audio podcasts, subscribe to the Midas Touch podcast as well. Have a great day. Hey Midas Mighty, love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch, to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now. Justice is coming, Michael Cohen and Lincoln Project advisor, crush Trump and the MAGA machine, mea culpa. Okay, so Joe, yesterday, Oath Keepers founder Stuart Rose was sentenced to 18 years. I mean, I couldn't believe it. Chai, as we like to say in the Jewish tradition, 18 years in federal prison for his role in planning the January 6th Capitol attack. Now... His sentencing comes on the heels of the Department of Homeland Security warning about the potential for violence in the lead-up to the 2024 election cycle that could target the nation's critical infrastructure, faith-based institutions, government facilities, and minority communities. Do you believe that Rhodes' sentence, the longest given so far, right, will serve as a deterrent to would-be domestic terrorists, or do you believe that we'll continue to see more struggles come out of the woodwork mm. as long as Trump is a political factor? Michael, I gotta tell you, one, I don't think it was enough. I mean, 18 years. I mean, it, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm happy like you are about the length, but I wish it was much more and a much bigger signal because I don't think it's gonna... I think we're going to see more. Uh, and frankly, with Trump out there, uh, you know, everybody keeps talking about this, you know, DeSantis, the race, all this other stuff. But the reality is, it, at some point, Trump is going to lose. And when he does, I think it'll be worse than January 6th. I think he'll, it'll all have been, whether DeSantis stole it or Biden stole it, there's more violence coming, I think, because he's going to keep fueling it. It's amazing. And Attorney General Merrick Garland said in a statement, and, you know, I'm somewhat, if not very critical of Merrick Garland in terms of the manner to which he moves cases along. I mean, let's not forget this took place. Yeah. How many years ago now? We're yeah. talking about January of, right, of uh, 
20, what was it, 2018? Uh, yeah, Garland's I mean, the, the definition of the wheels of justice I'm, roll slowly. You know, that's uh, that's part of the, what's going on. Yeah, I mean, this is this is wild. Um, I mean, it to me, I, I'm just, I'm blown away. But here's the comment that he says, that the Justice Department will continue to do everything in our power to hold accountable those criminally responsible for the January 6th attack on our democracy. Well, look, certainly this 18-year sentence for seditious conspiracy, hundreds of people so far have now been brought before the Justice Department for their participation in this terroristic act. Again, you know, against our country at the Capitol and so on. But I don't see any of the big players being held responsible. And yeah, it's easy to get the little pictures like, you know, Stuart Rhodes. Oh, my God, he was the head of the Oath Keepers. Who gives a shit, the Oath Keepers? It's like a they're, they're like a fraction of a biker gang. To be honest with you, we make the Oath Keepers seem like they're the clan, that there are hundreds of thousands of people in it. No, not true. They're a small group. Okay, they're a faction of another group, What? whatever. What about the big players? What happened to them? I think that's coming. I, you got to hope that's coming. I think that's part of the whole 18-year thing. I mean, look, it's going up and up, and the, the, the closer you get, the bigger the sentences. Um, you got to believe. I mean, yes, the wheels of justice are rolling slowly, uh, particularly for the top. But I do think that's because they're getting that case in shape and making sure they've got it, you know, hiding and not where they take Trump out, which which they will do, in my view. But uh, what's your what do you, what do you think, Michael? Where where do you think it's going for the top? How, what's the way it gets there? Look, I just think Merrick Garland has to just start an indictment. We already have. It's not as if he has to make this shit up, right? It's not like you're going to pull it out of your ass and make it up. There are text messages. There are emails. There are communications. There are people who have provided. A thousand people have given testimony before the January 6th committee. There is a million pages of documents that show who was dealing with what, who from the outside was dealing with who on the inside. We already know that somebody had taken some of these groups through the Capitol, that they had already created a map so that you could get to um, Nancy Pelosi's office, so that you can get to the chambers, so that you can get to Mike Pence. They knew where everyone's office were. Shouldn't that person be charged too? Or do we have two separate sets of laws? One for the idiots like Elmer. Could you imagine the guy's name is Elmer? <laughs> right now I can understand why he would go with Stuart, right? As far as, you know, a name. But this idiot, and you know what? It's not fair for me to call him an idiot. The guy, from my understanding, went to Yale, right? Mm -hmm. This is yeah. not a stupid yeah. guy at all. Unfortunately, like myself, he fell into the cult of Donald J. Trump. He listened to the antics of Donald J. Trump and these far-right maggot morons. And he's going to end up. I mean, he's not coming out. He's, he's my age. He's born the same year I am, 1966. He's got 18 years. I did 13 months on a 36-month sentence. And I can tell you, it was the worst 13 months of my life. The worst 13, and when I was a kid, when I was 15, 16, I got hit by a car. I spent some time in bed 
You know, I was on a motorcycle yeah. coming home from high school and I got hit by a car head on. I can tell you, I spent a little time in bed. This was worse. So this guy, yeah. this guy's got 18 years. Now, of course, federal good time. He's got his 15 percent and 10 percent home confinement. Big deal. So he'll do 13 years, 14. It's going to be miserable for him. No, and that's well. But also you got you've got DeSantis and Trump racing hard to pardon him. Um, you know, it, they're, they're both out there promising to pardon these guys. Uh, which, which has got to be Rhodes' only hope, right? And this is how this keeps going. You keep fueling people. You know, I'm going to pardon all these people, these patriots, these traitors. Um, and, uh, and again, they keep fighting because they got to get them there. It's the same reason Trump. Trump's only way out is to win the presidency again. That's it. it it's, 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 there's no other way. Otherwise, he's he ain't going to make it out. Uh, you know, I just think this is... I think this is all part of the fuel, Michael, for what's keeping this all going. I'm keeping the anger, the resentment, the revenge, the, you know, the entire cult. Uh, now, it has to keep its very existence going. It has to have Trump, um, Trump uh, be the nominee and win the presidency again. Yeah, oh, by the way, did I say January 6th was 2018? I have no idea. Too early in the morning. I'm talking about 2021. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, right. I, yeah, I, sure. I have yeah, no yeah, idea yeah, yeah. where I even came I, up with 2018. I knew where you, you were. Know what? I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you where I was thinking. I was thinking about 18 USC 2384. This, right. uh, the seditious conspiracy U.S. code. And they charged him appropriately. So my question really that I'm real, trying to figure out is Stuart Rhodes, who went ahead and I believe he said that they went there at the direction of. Right. For the benefit of Donald J. Trump, the same thing that I had said when I had pled guilty to the campaign finance violation, 18 U.S.C. 2384 states, if two or more persons in any state or territory or in any place subject to the jurisdiction of the United States conspire to overthrow, put down, or to destroy by force the government of the United States or to levy war against them, or to oppose by force the authority thereof, or by force to prevent hinder or blah, 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 right? Okay? So let me just break right. this beginning part down. Two or more persons, Stuart Rhodes and Donald J. Trump. Yep. Right? And so you're in the territory, uh, right, of the United States, subject to the jurisdiction, the answer is yeah. You're sitting in the White yeah. House. I mean, he was sitting in the fucking White House. All right. Then you got conspired to overthrow. Well, what the hell do you think it was when you build a gallow in the, you know, in the, you know, in the front lawn yeah, and to you hang got... Mike Pence and you go in and you're now attacking, you're looking for Nancy Pelosi to kill her and to, you know, and to take over the chamber to stop the free and fair election result. Well, what is it? Why is Donald Trump not being charged? Well, he will be. I mean, I'm assuming, I think we all hope and assume whatever, that, that, that eventually they're going to get there and charge him. I mean, I, I just don't see. And, and you know, I, I think there's a whole lot of uh, hand-wringing around whether they charge, you know, from Mar-a-Lago and the, and the documents or this or both or all of it. But I just think it's, you know, Jack is not messing around, I don't think. Uh, I don't know about Garland, but I don't think, uh, I don't think, uh, 
uh, Jack is. So I think this is. I, I think you're pointing out exactly why this indictment will will come down and will happen. I think what I'm really pointing out is the frustration that the American yeah. people have in our system, and I think it's one of the reasons why Joe Biden's popularity numbers are as low as they are, despite the incredible job that this man is doing. All right. I think that's right. I, you know, because, Michael, part of this is, um, you know, part of the, the, the lack of approval is over. You're not you're not going after these people hard enough and fast enough or you're not do, being bold enough. And there's just people who think he's who want more, not 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 let, want it more, you know, want to prosecute this stuff faster and think it's going too slow. So that's it's not that they they want to pick a different, you know, go in a different direction. They just want to go in the same direction, but harder. Um, and I think I do think that Jack is that hammer in the end. But what I know of Americans is that we are a results oriented yes. society. We believe in results and we're not getting the results. And it's why Donald Trump still maintains this 26 percent, 28 percent stronghold over members of the Republican Party, his MAGA fanatics, because he claims to be the results oriented guy that people are looking for. I'm going to build the wall. Right. OK, I can fix the problem between Russia and Ukraine in 24 hours. I'm going to stop immigration. I'm going to stop the flow of migrants into the United States. Right. He speaks in bumper stickers, but his bumper stickers are always result oriented. Here, let's just break down what's going on with Jack Smith, because I agree with you. I have no, I have no beef with Jack Smith at all. Right. He's actually moving in what I would refer to as an expeditious manner. I agree. However, now that we finally have the information, let's just go with the simpler of the two cases, because January 6th, to put, a tr to put that case on trial might seriously be too big. It seriously may be too big. I don't even know how you would put on a case that has a million necessary, factually important documents. To beta stamp it would take you six months. I don't, even with artificial intelligence, it's too many documents. You have a thousand people with enough testimony to go 24-7 for a full straight year. How many witnesses are you going to call? I don't know the answer. But here's the thing with Jack Smith. He should already, when it comes to the Mar-a-Lago documents, we have the timeline. We know when Donald was first approached and said, we know you have the documents. Return them. No, nope, I don't got them. Yes, you do, Donald. No, I swear, I don't. Yes, you do. Okay, you're right, I do. And he turns over two boxes. And now... They turn around and they say, we know you have more. I gave it all back. Now, yeah, if you gave it all back, well, we want a document. We want some sort of an attestation by yourself, by one of your attorneys, that you check the place that there are no more. And they knew he had it. So he gets this poor Christina Bob, right? Thanks to Boris Epstein, this fucking loser and a half, this lapdog that used to run around the office trying to figure out how to get up into Donald's office. All of a sudden, he gets Christina Bob to go ahead and to sign this attestation. It's a lie. We know he had it. And FBI goes in, they get it. This is not about having the documents. It's about lying. 
right, to government. Right. Thousand yeah. and one violation. And I know about it because it was part of my conviction. All right. So right. charge him just on that. Break it down into the sniffle. Now, now, Jack Smith has to go to Merrick Garland, and Merrick Garland then has to go ahead and make a determination whether or not to indict. Are they going to have to, as well, convene a grand jury? How much more time from the time that Jack Smith tells Merrick Garland, hey, we got a real case here. Here's the memo on how we're going to lay it out, like the way that Alvin Bragg did it. All right. And instead of people attacking him, they should pat the guy on the back. Took him a little long, right, to finally get to where he is. Mark Pomerantz, had he stayed, right, and had Cy Vance stayed, this would have started a year ago. But no problem. Alvin Bragg is ahead of the game. How long is it going to take from the time Jack Smith tells Alvin Bragg we need to indict Donald Trump on the Mar-a-Lardo documents case before which Donald gets indicted? You know, I don't think it'll be long at all. I think that's what Garland is setting up. Bring me the case. I don't think he's going to take long to evaluate it. I really don't. I think Jack Smith has the cards in which he lays them down on the table. It's game over for Trump, and I think Garland will move it forward. He has well, an independent counsel. It, well, it's when Jack brings it. That's what I know. I, I'm with you on that. I, I think Jack will bring it when he has it. And so what, I'm with you. I don't understand what, what the holdup is, but I think it will happen within weeks, I think. I don't, I don't think we're waiting much longer. I really and don't. I can I, say I, the I same not. thing. Sure, but I could say the same thing then about the Georgia case with Fonnie Willis. How much yeah. more time do you need? How much more evidence do you think that you're going to get? Well, Why do you like even need to be looking for it? It looked like it was going to happen yesterday. Yeah. yeah, that one, the same thing. And that looks like August. I don't, but again, something is, you, you know, and again, you got on the other side, the clock ticking on the campaign. You get too far deeper in the next, next year. And then Garland, you do have to worry that he thinks we're not going to inject this in the you know, with, with a, a presidential race going on. Although I don't think they'll do that. I think when they have this, they'll take it. Well, I don't know why it's taking so long, but let's just keep our fingers, yeah. you know, crossed. No, but you're thank Alvin Bragg. Bragg. But you're yeah, let's just thank Alvin Bragg first there. before you get into that. Before yeah. you get into that joke, yeah. right? Sure. Let's just thank Alvin Bragg for yeah. actually having the balls to get up and to do what he knew was right. So I'm sorry, you were saying yeah, no, no, you're right. But no, I was, I was saying that, that I think you're voicing the real frustration that, that millions of people out there have about how slow this is taken. I, I, I mean, I think no one articulates that frustration more than you. And I also think it's because you, you, you know, you, you got nailed by all this, and then to see this, this taking so long, yeah, you know, I mean, that frustration's real. I, I think in countless people out there, and and. Uh, uh, and I think, you know, the speaking to it's really important because it would, there's got to be more urgency. People have got to raise their voices to get this, um, to keep pushing this forward, to put pressure on to move it faster, I think. Yeah, and that pressure should come from the president of the United States. And that's why, again, I think his poll numbers are as dismal as they are. My case was 48 hours. This one is right. like, well, all right, now we've got to speak. To Jack Smith, he's got to come up with a memo, and after the memo, now we have to take it to Merrick Garland, and Merrick's going to sit and think about it. The fuck is he yeah. thinking about? Right? You have a special man, you have a special counsel assigned to the guy. Tells you we're ready to go. Just rubber stamp it. 
I mean, you know, he's, what is he going to sit and ponder about it? The Supreme Court judge no. want to be that he was? Fuck that bullshit. This it's is... enough already. It's but too also, long. it's like, you know, Michael, it's, a, it's, you know, it's an ongoing threat. It's not like you, you got to go after this now because it is going to grow. It is growing. It's a cancer out there and it just keeps getting hotter and he keeps feeding it. Uh, Trump. I mean, there's no remorse for me. Rhodes, there's no remorse from any of these guys. They're 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 going to push forward and keep going for this. And it's got that. It, you know, the real threat here has been how slow the justice system is has taken to get up to to the real players in this thing. We need to, you know, that's what the real threat is. Stop that. I mean, I'm, you know, you know, there'll be appeals, 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 and all kinds of crap. It's going to take forever to try any of this, as you pointed out. January 6th alone, um, with the millions of documents and the thousands of potential witnesses. But they though get these indictments going, you know, move this thing because this threat is growing every day. Uh, there's no remorse. There's nothing other than we have to take. And I think that's again what I've said earlier. Trump knows. They all know. Their their only hope is Trump's elected. He pardons them. You know. You know. He he he. he the, the cases then can't be heard till after he's at, which maybe never until he drops. But it, you know, you no, know, this is a real threat, and they got they're not. I think, I think again, one of the big things that's is just sort of the sense that this can't happen here. It's still, I mean, it's still like the normal years of justice instead of like no, put a stop to this now, take them out is what. Well, you raise a good point. Yeah, you raise a good point. You think that Trump, if hypothetically he's reelected as president, God forbid, a million times, you think he'll pardon Rhodes on day one? Yeah, I think so. I think absolutely. He'll pardon all of them. I, yeah, I do. I do. I, that's why I think that's what's that's what keeps the movement. It's, it's what keeps you sort of, you know, part of the cult, too. Is that's, you want that, right? I mean, his, his mega cult. Um, and so I think... That's why I think DeSantis had to say yesterday, uh, whenever a few days ago, that that he too will pardon, um, uh, you know, January sixth insurrectionists. That he'd consider it and do it. I mean, that you know, that's that's why he did that. Because I think you have to be there. You have to be there. It's that's the whole hope of the cult is to have dear leader um, in, in office. Uh, pardoning and pardoning the 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 patriots, uh, uh, you know, and writing history uh, their way, and and I think that's that's what has to be stopped. That's why these you can't let this get uh, much further along because then then I think that there is a I do have a concern that Garland would, would start to to look at the impact of a presidential election. By the way, at that point, that's what Trump, you know, Trump's going to do this. He's doing it now. He'll do it then. That this is all, you know, witch hunt to stop him from, uh, uh, you know, from, from gaining the presidency. That's what it's all he's been about. Um, and that'll probably give him a ton of uh, support with the MAGA cult. So I, I think we're in this thing where you've got to get these charges out there. You've got to, you, it's like why the January 6th hearings, at least, I think did, did temporarily get some attention from the, the American people. You got to get these trials, these indictments going. I think to to really spell out for people this this wasn't this isn't just two parties. You know, with one of them going, you know, you know, going, uh, uh, you know, just supporting Trump. It's 
it's a party gone off the rails. It's become totally, you know, uh, a cult that's following, you know, that's ready to take the country over a cliff to get their guy in, in their way. And that's what, that's what I think is just going to keep happening um, unless there are further up going up the chain of indictments and, and charges uh, and we get them out there in front of the, all the American people. What's so sad is that you're right. The January 6th hearings elevated the culture because it was going to show accountability. That's like right. the magic exactly. word of the of the year, accountability. Something that I tried to hold Donald Trump to, whether it's with his lawsuit against me, my lawsuit right. against him, this program, my political beatdown program. We tried to hold people accountable for what they actually do. But while everybody watched the January 6th hearings, in fact, if the January 6th hearings went up against the Avengers, it would have beat them in the box office. But nothing ended yeah. up coming out of it, right? I mean, so yeah. far we're still, well, Jack Smith is really on the ball and he's working in order to determine, you know, X, Y, and Z. It would take an army of lawyers to go through the million documents, relevant right. documents, that thousand, the thousand people who testified. I mean, what, for five, six hours? You have, what, six, seven thousand hours worth of testimony? Can you imagine having to read through the transcription of seven hours worth of testimony, six hours of testimony from over a thousand people and then correlated to these beta stamp documents and so on and to set that up for a trial? Yeah, everybody wants to see accountability. But so far, we're sitting with our thumbs up our ass. There's nothing going on. We're all frustrated. And then you got fucking dickhead Donald comes out and he goes, I can fix the Russia-Ukraine problem in 24 hours. I can fix immigration tomorrow. I can just do it. Right? I mean, this is the thing. It's, It's crazy, Joe. No, no, I mean, you're right, but we all know what that what that 24-hour fix would be. It'd be Putin take Ukraine. You know, I mean, come on. It's like, uh, uh, you know, everybody knows what he means, I think. even You know, and that's, but but like I said, it's the MAGA crowd eats that up. They want that. So I think that the reality is, I mean, you you laid out why it could be taking so long. I mean, you've laid it out here on the, on the, on the show. You're talking about thousands and thousands and you know millions of documents thousands of witnesses you know jack uh, you know the, jack didn't have this uh case that you know he, he all of a sudden walks into it and he's got to wade through all that that crap and remember also the january 6th committee the whole controversy about whether it was going to share when it would share everything it had with with the justice department you know they they they, they refused for month after month so i mean this could be you just, you, you know, you're wading through all that stuff that you're talking about. And that's going to take a long time. That's where I agree with you on Mar-a-Lago, um, lying, uh, you know, uh, 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 under oath, that kind of stuff. Uh, at least some of those charges could be brought uh, in that case easily. Um, in fact, that, yeah. that whole case in Mar-a-Lago could probably be brought. I, I don't understand the logic unless they're trying to do it all in one fell swoop. You no, know. no, no, two separate cases. No yeah. way. So, look, let me move on and then ask you. Said, by the way, I hope you noticed my Zelensky support shirt. I don't know. It's 
Yeah. Okay. So I'm curious. I'm curious. <laughs> I'm curious what you made of um, Dudley Do Right DeSantis's Twitter space, his um, presidential announcement the other day. I mean, what a strange, awkward, weird ass launch for a campaign. You agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. And like Michael, I mean, I don't know if you have you ever used Twitter Spaces. Um, I've been on Twitter Space once. I Did was a speaker. Well, I was a speaker um, with Elon Musk, and we were talking okay. about Twitter when he first uh, took it over and some right. of the problems on Twitter. Did it work? I don't know. There was a million yeah. people that joined into it, but mm -hmm. this is different. Yeah, this is a presidential launch. Yeah, no, it's like, and it's like, you, you, you don't want, it, it's the opposite of every other launch I've ever seen, where you want to talk to the biggest audience you possibly can, the broadest one, um, you know, people looking at you for the first time, getting a sense of who and what you are, with a lot of people um, uh, rallying and, you know, support support being there i mean so that's your the first glimpse the american people get it's a, it's almost yeah it's a tradition but it's a real one that, that like is is how you know is how most launches go uh instead this was like this sterile three guys uh, having problems getting it to work for 20 minutes but when they you know even when they finally did there's no there was nothing it was just a uh I do not, I don't understand how his campaign consultants, you know, went with that. Uh, although maybe he's got a bunch of yes, you know, folks that are going to, you, you know, you know, go the way he wants to. Or got, you know, the other side of this is, I think, you know, it's playing up to, you know, it may have been trying to stick uh, an eye, stick a, you know, Pope Trump on the, you know, hey, Twitter was your thing. It's mine now. I'm here with, with Elon. But it was kind of ridiculous. I think it was, I think it, it clearly failed. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I mean, it wasn't a successful launch at all. Um, and they're still out there explaining how successful it was because so many people, Michael, coming in that it, it you know, that, that it, it, it crashed, this crashed, it broke the internet. Bullshit. It's all bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you make of DeSantis as a candidate? I mean, because look, the, he does have a certain sense of popularity in florida but he seems to be this shockingly bad retail politician you know nationwide <laughs> discuss this with me because this is your expertise yeah no 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 he's the i, I just think it's not gonna wear well i don't think he wears well at all i think um the more people see him the worse he does he's 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 not very personable um uh, even when you see him in those, like his belly laughs are like so fake and so weird um, that, that he does. I just think he is, is that, first of all, and Michael, you know this, that people who run for president, they don't tend to, a lot of them have no idea what they're getting into. I mean, they have no idea of the, you know, how how tough it is, how, how the body blows you're going to take, how you're going get, to get attacked. He clearly does not. And I think the other uh, side of that is, look, you can't, you can't, you know, you can't be the, the mini Trump um, 
you know, trying to mimic him. I mean, he even had some of the hand motions down. It's kind of pathetic, actually. But you can't be that uh, and defeat Trump. I just don't, you know, he, he can't, he, you know, this guy can't, says Trump can't be elected, but he won't say that Trump wasn't, didn't lose the 2020 you know, election. I mean, he's, he's just this really composite of a fail, you know, I mean, the, the, actually his Twitter announcement was like pretty much indicative of his, uh, of his candidacy so far. It's, he's just, he's, he's, he was too big to fail and he's failing and shrinking every day. So now I think though, that the, the real thing I still don't understand, and you might buy that, explain this to me because you, you understand the psyche of, of Donald Trump and I want to hear what you think about this. So what I don't understand is, okay, I, we we both wave a wand and we make uh, DeSantis the nominee of the Republican Party. Do you? I mean, because you know that you, you work for the guy. Do you? Do you think that that that'll be the first time in Donald Trump's life that he he, he goes to the convention, big smile on his face, grabs DeSantis's hand, thrust it in the air, the two of them urging his MAGA supporters to join with him to support unified behind DeSantis. Will this be the first time that, that Donald Trump does well, a gracious, you know, unity thing? So I do already remind you. Yeah, the answer to that is only if there's something in it for him. Now, remember, then this is, again, goes right back to Alvin Bragg and it. the beauty of Alvin Bragg. A federal pardon would have no effect upon Alvin Bragg's case, right. a New York State case, not a federal case. Uh, do I think that Donald would be gracious about it? Not a chance. Um, he did, however, do that once. He did it for Mitt Romney many years ago. Uh, you may remember Donald was considering a run, but decided not to run because of The Apprentice and because of some real estate deals that he had just acquired, like the Doral and stuff. And his decision was then to endorse Romney. I have to tell right. you, and Mitt would be the first one to attest to what I'm saying. It was the most ungracious, <laughs> you know, endorsement, which was done at I the Trump Hotel in Las Vegas. I was there. Uh, it was the most ungracious that you could... It's no different than you've seen videos, and if you can Google this, it's funny as hell. Donald shows up to people's weddings, and he gets up onto stage, he takes the mic, and instead of congratulating the new couple, right, the newlyweds, instead of saying something nice about them as a family, uh, you know, they're members of his Moralardo club, yada, 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 instead he talks about, they stole the election from his father. Yeah. It's right back to the same fucking stump speech yeah. at someone's wedding, which is, hey, look, I don't know about the so editing that's, that's going to go on in that, that one, but that's of what he'll course. do. He'll sit there and say that DeSantis stole it. Don't vote for DeSantis. I mean, so how does DeSantis, that's what you, so you, you, it's a lose-lose. You, you, you can't beat him. DeSantis cannot beat him in the, in the, for the nomination. And then if he does, he can't, he can't, he, he will never have, a, he, I don't care if it's 10% of the MAGA folks, 20%, 50%, if it's 4% of them who sit home because Donald Trump tells them DeSantis stole the thing, DeSantis can't win the presidency either way. So I, I, he I don't couldn't, He couldn't win it even, the truth is yeah. he couldn't win it even with Trump's support.
Yeah, yeah, maybe he wouldn't yeah. do as bad, but number-wise, even Donald knows that he can't win. You know, right. Donald can't beat Joe Biden. The only one who could beat Joe Biden at this point in time is Joe Biden. Yeah, I agree. And that's why I keep trying to say he needs to show that he has the ability to resolve these issues. He's got to get on his Department of Justice. You know, the country is sitting every day. All you see on the news is this fucking lawsuit against Trump, this case against yeah. Trump, this case against Trump, this case against Trump. And all they keep doing is recirculating what's happening today in these four, five different litigations. Right? It was five before E. Jean Carroll. Now it's four. Oh, we're back to five because the idiot said it again on that <laughs> CNN town hall. Yeah, so did. we're back to five. Look, this is, this is the problem. Let's, let's just now... Finish. It's long overdue. It's time to finish. So let me ask you this then, Joe, because there was some sort of hubbub about how Ron DeSantis' super PAC altered footage to include the sound and sight of fighter jets flying over the Florida governor uh, in its launch video. And video from the event, which, by the way, was last November, indicates that there was no such flyover. I mean, this is the latest case of digitally altered political advertisements. And with the rise of AI, artificial intelligence, and other tools, internet tools, what effect do you see this having on politics, especially when it gets in the hands of bad actors? Oh, it's going to be, it's going to, I mean, look, it, it, we, we've been watching the decline of our you know, a political discourse, this is going to accelerate it uh, in a very negative way that's going to be almost impossible for figure, people to figure out in a, in, a, in a media environment where you can't figure out what's real and what's true anymore. And thanks to a lot of disinformation, Fox and other places. But it's going to be much, much more difficult. Um, and, you know, look, Mike was a practitioner. I mean, somebody who who, you know, is still out there doing races here and there. Um, the one thing every consultant learned a long time ago is that the, you know, negative attacks work better than positive attacks, you know, than, than making positive ads. So the negative ads work better. Um, they always have. And it's the reason politics has gotten uglier and uglier because both sides have figured that out or both the uh, consultants on both sides. With AI... Um, and you sort of saw this in the uh, uh, response to um, uh, Biden's uh, announcement, the uh, the AI response that the RNC I think put out. Uh, this 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 all AI generated um, dystopia version of the future. Not true. None of it real. It's all it was projected in the future. But what I'm saying is. AI can 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 really play on your. It, it will know what Michael's biggest fear is, thing that angers you the most, and start to drive those messages. So now some of you know again consultants on both sides now able to use AI to kind of target you with what your worst fear, what what negative thing I can tell you the most that'll make you move. With arm, just if you forget about the disinformation side of it, just if you think of that tool 
in the hands of both, you know, both entities, forget which parties. I'm not talking about about any of that. I'm just talking about what it's going to do to just a, a with, with how we practice today. But with misinformation, with images that you don't know are true, with with we think you're hearing Joe Biden say something and it's not Joe Biden at all. Those are some of the obvious ones, but I think it's going to make the negativity and by the, therefore the trust in our institutions um, that people have, the inability to, to recognize uh, uh, what's real and what's, what's made up by AI is going to really cause and could by 2024 be so impactful that it helps again fuel another constitutional crisis. You know, do you, you remember the couple days ago there was um, at a hearing there was a what was it? There was an ad that was put out by the politician himself, the chair of by yeah, the chair. Who was it that did that? I I said Bloomberg. I can't. You know what? It, it might it might have been. Um, I, I I truly yeah. don't remember, but I found it um, sensational that he created using AI. He had his office staff do it. Created using AI an entire advertisement of him in his voice, and he said this was created online by my staff. Right. Yeah. With my authorization. But well, this that's is you're right. This is going to make it very, well, very difficult. This is what I'm saying, Michael. You're like you have enough audio out there, obviously, from me, you know, from the from the podcast that uh, uh, that AI. You know, it's one thing if there's only like three or four instances of your voice online, but you know, with you and uh, myself, other people, Trump, Biden, etc. Look, AI. AI, AI could generate you saying, you know, please vote for Trump. He'll be the greatest president ever. And, you know, and, 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 you know or, or, hey, uh, you, know, uh, uh, you know, let me get into the case and tell you why it's not, there isn't a good one. You know, whatever, you know, and, and people would be like totally confused. I mean, like, how could this be Michael Cohen saying, you know, that's <laughs> what I would be confused. But, but some people would buy it. That's why, that's my, you know, it only takes a, Three or four percent um, in a presidential race to ah, buy it that the, ah. you know, that, the um, that Trump said this or that Biden said that. Um, you know there was a you know back in the day. Um, you know I'm talking. I think one of the first uh, presidential elections we had. You know as, as the myth goes uh, that uh, basically they, they used to have to get guys up on horses and run around the. 13, call, 13 original states screaming Jefferson is dead and there really wasn't a way to check whether Jefferson was dead or not except to send horses, guys on horses saying he, he lives but they didn't even have proof of life on a page of a newspaper uh, we're kind of getting back to that with AI, I mean where you will not know um, you know we're so used to getting this information and for and to count on it and now it's it's well we don't anymore and it's going to be a hell of a lot worse with AI. But do you remember the Joe last week there was a viral image that was an AI generated forgery of billowing smoke coming out of the Pentagon 
Yeah. And the belief system, or the belief that was out there, according to how it ran through social media platforms and all, is that the Pentagon was attacked. And what did it do? It caused the stock market to lose a couple hundred points. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was that to me was crazy. It just goes to show you legitimately how dangerous that this artificial intelligence really is. And if you're not able to discern the truth, flush all the time. How do you ever, how do you ever figure out what is the truth? Yeah, do you remember, uh, I think about six, seven months ago, maybe I have my timing off, but there were like, when Twitter, um, when, oh no, when, it, the, when the blue dot, blue check marks went away, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, a, uh, a, a company, a fake company site for Eli, Eli Lilly or somebody was, you know, tweeted about um, that it was going to reduce, you know, give insulin for free or something like that, and it like totally wiped out. You know, same thing. Hit the hit the stock really hard, dropped it. That was just Twitter. You know, the Twitter confusion over you know over the blue check mark. I think this is that's what I'm saying. This is on putting all that kind of stuff on steroids. You won't know. Uh, it, and by the way, I mean, corporate. You know, it, it's not just going to totally um, take our politics in a more negative and vicious way. Which, by the way, is already. So happening that we're seeing, and and is leading to violence, as we know, with roads and other people, you know, eating this stuff up and taking it. AI is going to amplify that, and, and I think make it, you know, make it a bigger threat. But then corporate America too. Uh, I mean, just in terms of, you know, what damage that could be done to a corporate brand um, because of. You, you know, some, some AI-generated uh, attack uh, is going to be, you know, is is also. I mean, there's very, like you said, in the stock market, there's all kinds of ways this could take things in a, you know, really volatile way. Volatile, more volatile stock market, more volatile, more, more volatility out there in business and in in our politics where we can't handle the volatility we already have because it's leading to such violence, particularly on the right, um, I think it's going to get much, much worse. I, and I, this is another one where you're right. I mean, the inaction um, and frankly, the inability for most of our office holders to even understand, for all of us, but for even them to understand what they should or could do. Um, you know, to regulate or to at least create it. I mean, the simple one is is to create, basically make it that, you know, if you're doing this show and you put up something that AI generated, it should be disclaimed as this segment is dot AI, you, you know, you're watching something that was AI generated, not generated by a human, even if it was just some labeling like that might be at least helpful, but God knows. Yeah. You know, another interesting fact point I was thinking about, and very curious to get your take on this as these various different legal issues that we were talking about begin to rear its head uh, with an additional indictments against Trump. Do you think that these additional indictments like we'll say from Fulton County or Mar-a-Lago or even January 6th and so on, do you think any of these indictments will make Trump even stronger? than what he is 
Do you think that it will increase his base, or do you think it'll just solidify his base and solidify the base against him? I, I think it'll definitely solidify his base. It, 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 I don't think his base is not going away. Um, and the problem with that is his base is big enough, even if it solidifies the base against him, that his base is, is big enough that it will absolutely make it possible, I think, for anybody on the Republican side to defeat him for the nomination. In other words, the combination of how strong his base 